This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, good Thursday to you. Wednesday to you. Sorry, I, I get uh, get confused sometimes about what day and what time of the day it is, but uh we pull it together sooner or later here on KGMI Connects and uh, hope to pull you in to be part of our conversation. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. Whatever's on your mind, we want to hear from you. But we begin with more of Governor Jay Inslee's State of the State speech. from like, I kid. I tease. Uh, that was so well received yesterday, but... Um, Whatever's on your mind, and now a kind of a surprise in the sporting world with Pete Carroll uh, being removed as a head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He'll stay on as an advisor with the team. Kind of a in nondescript term, I guess, but uh, he'll be advising the organization in one way, shape, or form. But uh, his tenure has uh, definitely, if you're a football fan, and not everybody is, obviously, but uh, he's done great things for the team. I remember when uh, they first hired him, and it followed a dismal season with, um, I think it was Jim Mora Jr. was the the head coach there for a year following uh, Coach Holmgren's uh, retirement, and um, the team just sort of fell apart. And then they announced, um, I don't remember if it was this time of year or what time of year exactly, but I, I just recall the, the, the hoopla surrounding Pete Carroll's hiring from away from USC, and he came up here and pretty quickly turned this uh, program around down there in Seattle, the Seahawks, and um, made them a force to be reckoned with. And I guess n- nothing lasts forever, but uh, he obviously will be uh, a treasured part of our region sports uh, scene forever. And uh, so I, you know, it, you know, it's a little bittersweet. May are they doing the right thing? Well, maybe. Um, you know, Pete's getting up there in years, so if they're looking forward to the future, maybe now is the time to to focus on that and bring in uh, someone who can take them further. Um, but um, yeah, I just um, it's it's a kind of a, sad, a bittersweet time, I guess, is what we'd say. Uh, but uh, well. We ended the show yesterday with Michelle, uh, and she's back to continue our conversation. So let's let's get rolling here on KG Mike NX with Michelle and Belly. Am I Michelle? Hi, Joe. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, you you suggested that I call back, and I, sure. saw, I said, "There you oh, go." Okay, and All I right. wrote down I wrote down a few very quick points about what we were talking about. Okay. Um, my uh, well, I I can't go back to everything, but my um, uh, I mean, <laughs> my point is that. I will say two things first. I don't. I've never believed that pot. Even though I don't believe in pot, I don't use it. I don't like. I don't want to, you know, have anything to do with it. Uh-huh. But I've never believed that that should be a jailing type offense. Um, uh-huh. And the federal government still thinks it should be. And I disagree with that, you know, because I've seen way too now, unless you're selling it to kids or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the other point, quick point before I make these other ones, is that I would say that even though I don't agree that anybody should be free to live totally against federal law by being drug addicted or drug addled, I think is the way you phrased it, um, <laughs> I uh I believe if you had, in theory, if you had some guy whose family agreed to let him live at home in a drug-addled state for, you know, as long as he wanted to without ever going out or being a problem or anything like that, I suppose in theory that guy would not deserve to be jailed. And, you know, I'm not totally unreasonable, but here's my point. First of all, why I believe drug addiction should be definitely against the law and should be taken care of in uh, primarily humane ways if possible, but also with uh, law enforcement ways if needed. First of all, a large percentage of addicts do commit various crimes. Now, some are not violent, like shoplifting. Some are violent, but they do commit crimes. Second yeah. of all, addiction, oh, yeah. the addiction never does anything to improve public safety. Okay. Second of all, addiction leads 
to homelessness. Uh, I'm not saying everybody, but addiction generally often leads to homelessness, and I believe personally often leads to mental illness. Okay. Addiction shows absolutely no sense of a desire to have a sense of personal agency or personal responsibility. Um, I believe that forced treatment is the only way to treat addicts humanely and not leave them on the street or not leave them to, in my my opinion, uh, be allowed to, you know, be an adult, okay? Second, uh, and again, again one, but, one, two more. But, okay, go, addicts, okay, go ahead. Addicts should be counseled uh, in jail or in an institution or wherever, if possible. People should look them in the eye, and I'd be happy to do this because I have a very powerful way with people. Addicts okay. should be counseled. In, let's just say counseled, if possible, to tell them in no uncertain terms what you're doing is harmful in so many ways to both yourself and society. And then lastly, the last point I jotted was drug use of any kind of non-prescription uh, or uh, you know um, or over-the-counter non-over-the-counter drugs. In other words, drugs that are federally illegal is still against federal law, no ifs, ands, or buts in all 50 states. And I believe that it, now I'm not saying that we should not, we can't change that law to some degree. I'm not saying that it's sacred, but I do believe that as long as drug use is against federal law, and by drug use, I mean, you know, pot and everything worse, okay? Um, I believe that this is the kind of thing, you know, first of all, over 1,300 people died of overdoses in King County. We had over 120 die. I think we went up 43% according to the Herald's headline year over year on deaths from fentanyl and other drugs. And, you know, it is a terrible plague on our society to have people allowed or just Free to roam, okay. addled by drugs. And okay. that's, that's just what I want to say. Now, go ahead. You talk. Okay. Well, um, I would say, and, and I, I understand your concerns, and you're, and you're not wrong. I mean, um, the drug use and addiction does bring with it um, crime in, in many cases. People who are addicted, um, may, you know, likely in, in many cases can't function within society. So they're, they resort to... Um, uh, whether it's shoplifting or other ways to to feed their habit, you know, uh, ways to to get money or get resources to be able to feed their habit. Uh, so the crime does tend to come in and and you know for that matter, um, mental instability. Sure, I I would say, but to say that we could uh, force people into treatment and force them to get better, I. I mean, in some cases, yeah, I suppose that would work. But in many cases, Otherwise, it put wouldn't. Otherwise, put them in jail is well, my point. Well, but then, I mean, let's just, I, I, don't know, I don't know that that's practical. I mean, how big of a jail are we going to build? I mean, where are we going to put Very that? In, we don't have enough people. We need to. <laughs> but we, we already, be, as we a society, we already jail jails. more. We already jail more people per capita than any other country on the planet. And we should because we have the most irresponsible, lack of discipline, and lack of thoughtful country in – our country is great in many ways, but we also wow. have a population that has a large – a fairly significant percentage of really irresponsible people. I'll give you one quick example. Last, I think it was yesterday, or maybe the day before, uh, three uh, guys uh, carjacked an 80-year-old woman of her Toyota RAV4, um, and she gave them the car, and they still assaulted her, an 80-year-old woman. And one of them had a gun, and the other two, they all assaulted her. Now, that is the kind of crime that should be punishable by, I believe, execution myself. Oh, oh, but, well, okay. But right. at least a long prison sentence. I don't okay. think anyone should be allowed to commit. Now, I'm not saying that. I mean, well, I thought I, Trump was Trump was ridiculous to talk about executing shoplifters. That's that's just stupid. But my point is that um, people who commit 
we still have way too many people who are totally irresponsible and incapable of living in society, whether it's because of addiction, because of mental illness, because of psychosis, or because they might just be pure evil or have no conscience. Okay, and, all right. And all that right, happens, but... and that's the way I see it. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, all right. Okay. But I would also say addiction isn't illegal, but drug use is. So, I mean, you don't have to be addicted. If you're caught using drugs, you can, you know, I'm, I just tried it once, but you get caught, you get, you get busted. But uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind? Well, I, I, I love the tolerance there of your uh, Michelle caller. Uh, <laughs> no, I love temp- execution talk, but I, yeah, I, I, I'm I, almost tempted to quote, uh, uh, Peter Tosh, a great reggae man in the uh, from Jamaica, he says, uh-huh. uh, everybody's, dangerous. Talking, <laughs> everybody's talking about crime. Who are the criminals? If, and just give us our share and we'll be no criminals. And here's something to back that up. Lynn Dinn, the no longer great Lynn Dinn, I quoted from him before in this uh, book called uh, Hopeless, Barack Obama and the Politics of Illusion. He's uh, quoting from a Winding Down Obama article, 2011, he wrote for the book. He's uh, kind of a fascist now and an anti-Semite, but, you know, at this time he wrote it, he was a, a great guy or pretty damn good guy. Okay. And so he said, Donald Rumsfeld, 2001, this is right after the, you know, the 9-11 and the crackdown, Donald Rumsfeld noted that there was $2.3 trillion unaccounted for in the whatever the expenditures happen to be for that uh, particular incident, $2.3 trillion, you know, and just vanished. Somebody probably got it somewhere, some nefarious person, and maybe someone else probably. Then I also was at the great Everett Public Library many years ago in the 90s, and I noticed in Barron's Magazine, you're probably familiar, that's a financial, it's for rich people largely. Right. And okay. So I made the comment, <clears throat> that uh, Nicholas Brady was the Treasury Secretary under Bush one, and he said he just added zeros to the call to the ledger to balance out the uh, deficit, uh, you know, the the public deficit, you know, and to make things work. So uh, a person on disability such as me <laughs> should seem to want uh, for uh, you know uh, easy money, but as Gorbachev once noted, uh, it's all funny money, and sooner or later they're going to buy uh, Ventnor Place or Marvin's Gardens, you know, and. And so I could move okay. on to deep Paul. Well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Just wrap up your thought. Okay. Well, that's that's kind of the end of that thought. But I also wanted to put in a plug for Michael Parenti again. Okay. Deep Politics is a, is a very good video. Also, Northridge, April 4th, 1990. Bush invaded Panama, call it uh, Just Cause, in 1989. 5,000 died. Uh, and Noriega was not likely to be a drug uh, dealer. And the other three governments in the area, Honduras, El Salvador, and uh, Guatemala, were all right-wing drug-dealing uh, com- uh, uh, countries. And so, you know, they, they wanted all the gang up on uh, uh, Nicaragua. And so Noriega got busted, you know, because he was going against our way of doing things, the elitist. Well, and the Panama uh, Canal the- probably played into that as well. Uh, yeah, but he was a left military. His military uh, shook down the corporations to help the poor. And none of those other countries, we can see what disasters they are. Yeah, and so, yeah. uh, you know, anyway, well, any, I could go on and on and on. But, okay. you know, I'll, I'll offer those. That thank you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jim. I'll take a quick break and be back with more. we got John and Rich, both from Ferndale, standing by in the wings. And we want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind here on this Wednesday afternoon, 360-676-5464. The snow is dubbing in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin 
attic closures, and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham, or check them out online at mountbakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer, featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. When it comes to your vehicle, trust is everything. You need to know that the work being done on your vehicle is done right, done fast, and done for the right price. Bellingham Automotive has been serving and servicing vehicles 30 years. 30 years of proving they are in it for the long haul, earning that trust. You've got places to go. Bellingham Automotive is going to keep helping you get there. Call 360-676-5200 to schedule your appointment or visit bellinghamautomotive.com. Northwest Energy Systems has been your local leader for heating, air conditioning, ductless, and conventional heat pumps and gas fireplaces since 1976. Stay comfortable all year long. Plan ahead now to look at credits needed for new construction projects or what rebates and incentives are available to upgrade your existing home. Call Dan or Chris at 360-734-HEAT or visit northwestenergy.com to learn more. Northwest Energy Systems, over 45 years serving the Pacific Northwest. There's something magical in the air. Melt away the winter blues this January with a share of $50,000 in prizes. Join the fun every Friday with hourly hot seat drawings from 4 to 8 p.m. It might be cold outside, but these seats are blazing hot. You know what they say, snow time like the present for a little snow money. The results are in, and you voted us best casino and best stake in the Northwest. Thank you all for your support. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And there's always lots going on and lots to discuss here on KGMI Connects. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing all right. So the basic function of government is to protect the people, uh, public safety. Mm-hmm. And when if we were to allow people to live this drug lifestyle that... You kind of sounds like you think we should allow it as a choice. The cost to society. No, I'm not. I'm not saying we should. I'm, but I'm. I'm making the argument that uh, if this were a free society, that uh, it, isn't that a uh, a, a lifestyle well, gotta, that somebody should well, be able to choose. Um, a society should not be 100 percent free. There are rules, and there right. are. Okay. You I mean isn't that? Don't we have laws? If if Joe, society was free, I could kill somebody and get away with it. That's not realistic. Society is free to a point, free as long as you're not harming other people. And so by not cracking down on drugs and letting this turn into a disaster, think of the cost to the healthcare system, all these drug people that are mm-hmm. frequent flyers to the ER. Think of the cost to law enforcement sure. and the cost to the safety of communities and people not feeling safe in their home. This is such a huge problem. This is the number one problem or maybe number two or three problem in our society today is drugs and the inability to rid the streets of the drugs. I mean, yeah, they're working at it, but it seems like it's half-hearted. They do a bust here or there, but they're still, like, was there a lady on the 5 o'clock news the other day that was interviewed uh, by one of your co-workers about this young girl in school taking a pill that she thought was a Percocet and it killed her? You know, obviously mm-hmm. you should tell your kids not to take any pills that aren't from the doctor or from the parents, but beyond that, how do these kids get these drugs? They need to have special rules for law enforcement if they even have a suspicion of, say, a drug dealer, they should be able to watch them, investigate them, and they should have an easier time to, you know, pester them. Uh, just hang around, ask them questions, you know, not necessarily arrest them or take them to jail, but uh, be a pain in their butt. Okay. And to deter these drug dealers that came watching you watch out, you know, I think, now this is a little off script, but I think if a guy's a drug dealer, maybe the tires on his car should go flat. You know, like 
because okay. the valve stems out. Then things like that, creative things to stop these drug dealers. So law There's enforcement of, doing this, or just uh, oh, neighborhood know, vigilantes, group. or I, okay. I think if if I had trouble with that in my neighborhood, I would do something like that. There's okay. no real damage. Flattening a tire doesn't actually hurt anything. If you take the valve stem out, it's just an inconvenience. Yeah. So there's a lot of things yeah. you can do. I think the police should have more tools to fight this because this affects so much, so much cost to the government, so much for good people. There's a lot of hardworking people out there, and they see this go on. And that lady said, too, there's 300 people behind Walmart. I mean, that is... That is a third world disaster. Well, you know and what we have to what we have choice. to ask ourselves though is why 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 is this such a I plague? Have the uh, why, Joe? Because it's a chemical addiction, and you okay, can't allow. Okay, but why it. are people? But why are people inspired to do that in the first place? What are they? Well, why are they? In, why simple, why are they trying? What okay, what are they trying too. to escape? Why is why is their existence joke. in this country pushing them okay. in that direction? Why? Because they experiment something young and they become addicted. Do you understand addiction is powerful? And once you're addicted, you oh, can't really I understand stop it if that. you want sure. to. Yeah. Uh-huh. There is no why, Joe. Why, is, why do people kill people? Because people make bad choices. Every, there's many things in life that happen because they're allowed to happen. Now, if we allow this to continue and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it will just, we, we need to stop it. And the basic function of government is law and order. Okay. And so they need to work on this. There should be a new 1980s type war on drugs. They should have special task the force. They drugs, should root it out. But it never worked in the first place. And what Maybe we've what we've seen go. is, and I've made this go. point before, oh, is we've seen point. we've seen drug after drug after drug come along. I mean, it was what 10, 10 years ago or so when it was all about methamphetamine, which is still a so scourge. Should we not fix the Joe? Joe but, we're not fixing climate change either. Should we not try? So well, no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm yourself. not saying we shouldn't try. We should, and and we do. Uh, we're working on it, trying to figure it out. But to say that the the fix is simple, I think is yes. is, is, is to trivialize simple. the issue. Joe, uh, and, everything you say, everything that's bad inside you say is no easy answers. That is such right. a cop out. There are easy answers. You just have to do it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not copping out, I'm, and I'm not saying because it's hard that we shouldn't work on it. But to say that it's simple and that it and to sit, to simply throw these people in in jail and or nope. prison nope. like we've heard, no, nope. nope. uh, nope. then okay, I'm not thrown in prison. Okay. Rich, are you're, you there? Okay, you're breaking up a little bit there. Okay. You say prison or rehab. You give them a choice. Okay. Pretty simple, isn't it? And then you have a good rehab facility, but of course we've closed them all in the state because we've mismanaged them, and the answer is just close them, which is, think of how much we would save. The cost of the war on drugs well, would pay itself back 2 to $3 in savings through health care and law enforcement later on. It'd okay, be, well, we're, we're going to spend, now, let me, just, let me just throw this out here, because we have to all understand this, that if we're going to yep. make this expenditure, we're going to start putting people in, in prison if they refuse to be, uh, be weaned off drugs. I mean, we're we're what we're going to spend a hundred and uh, what thirty million just off the top of my head on a jail that's going to hold what three hundred that has potentially three hundred beds or something like that. I mean, well, this is all, just all numbers off the top of my head. So you're yep. talking about what are we going to double that, triple that, quadruple that, and then okay. how much are we going to end? Or then we have the rehab we have the rehab programs besides that. So we got the ones in jail. We got the rehab thing. This is okay, a lot of this is spend, a lot of money, about, and, but we don't want to spend any money. We don't want to tax Josh, I anybody. I want to answer your. I'm trying to answer you here, Joe. Uh, well, I'm throwing it's out some cheaper. examples here, so go ahead. I, I, I'm trying to answer your examples. It's way cheaper to do that than to spend four billion on homeless because they got there from drugs. You got to look at this as an investment, like you look at fixing the climate, but you don't want to do that. You want to uh, have excuses, and there would be no addiction if there was no drugs to stop the supply. The problem will fix itself. Okay, but we've, we've never Denied we've never access. been able to stop the supply of any drug. I mean, cocaine well, still comes into this bust, country. What's did that? You not, did you not the story from a few months ago busting that one thing in town where it was enough fentanyl to kill right. every person in the Do you remember that story? Yeah, but that's not so not that's necessarily a drop in the bucket. But that's that's just well, a something. piece of it. Sure. So why can't we why can't we do more of that? Why can't we just 
magnify that that's same a thing. Que- that's a question for law enforcement. Very simple. All right. Okay. Very simple. All right, Rich. Appreciate your call. I've got to take a quick break. We got John on the line. We'll get to you, John. And uh, we got Bill standing in the wings, and we'll get to your call too. 360-676-5464. Hi, Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions here to talk to you about health insurance. Are you looking at retiring soon? or maybe a change in your employment left you without coverage. Whether it is a plan to go with your Medicare or individual health insurance you need, find out how working with a licensed insurance agent at Guided Solutions can help you navigate the plans available in your area and help you make the right choice for you and your family. Learn more today by calling us at 866-733-5111. When it's time for a new roof, there's only one name to remember. Justin's Roofing. It's Justin's Roofing. Justin's Roofing has been family owned and operated for over 20 years, serving the Pacific Northwest. Whether it's traditional shingles or a TPO membrane for your flat roof, Justin's has got you covered. It's Justin's. Give Justin's Roofing a call today at 360-815-ROOF or go to justinsroofing.com. Justin's Roofing, the name to remember when it's time for a new roof. It's Justin's Roofing, spelled with two O's. Too busy to even think about laundry? Let Brio help. They've just expanded and added new supersized machines that can wash up to 80 pounds of laundry. That's five to six loads in one machine at one time. Plus, Brio's added more folding space, additional seating, and a refreshed new look. Brio, the laundromat for busy people. Always staffed by helpful attendants with special machines to wash your outdoor gear, dog beds, and down comforters. Located in the Sunnyland neighborhood, Brio Laundry. It's always good clean fun. Get the very latest on real estate in Whatcom County and Northwest Washington with Windermere real estate experts Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen. The information and analysis you need, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Radio Real Estate with Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Brought to you by Windermere Real Estate on KGMI AM 790 and 96.5 FM. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we go right to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Uh, thank you, Joe, for taking my call. And, and yeah. just an incredible show today, uh, you know, and hoping to, to hear from other people, too. But yeah. um, it was great to hear from Tim yesterday. He sounds a little better. And... Uh, uh, the way you started the, the show was just, just entirely for him. <laughs> when you had uh, you had me going too, I was like, I was like, oh my god, no! <laughs> <laughs> With the Jay Inslee, yeah, more more, great, more Inslee's him. greatest hits, yeah. <laughs> and I voted for him, um, but you know the thing is, Governor Inslee did have a lot of very important things to say, especially when it comes to protecting a woman's right to choose in Texas. A woman has died because they would not uh, do the medical procedure in an emergency moment where, you know, she needed it. And, it, you know, another another case was where this, this, this woman, this is all recent stuff since these laws have passed, where she had twins. Sadly, one of the twins died in utero. And they wouldn't do anything to save the other twin. And then, you know, let let the mother's, like, like potential for fertility in the future be jeopardized. It's just in, inhuman, and I'm still waiting for our good friend Juanita from Linden to comment on cases like that, where they promised one thing with these laws, and they said, oh, right, yes, rape, incest, health of the mother. And then when it comes down to it, deny. And these women die. And it's just sad. And these, are, these aren't like Democratic slut women. These are good Christian Republican women, right, and who have families and are leaving orphans behind. 
Anyway, um, well, and I think I we have to remember to too that well, you know, we, the, these exceptions that are written into a lot of these laws are pretty. They're 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 um, not well defined in many cases, and and uh, doctors and other medical professionals they're they're not sure what they can do in many cases, or what steps they can take, or how they can treat a woman who might be having a troubled pregnancy because of the the, the penalties imposed by these laws. Yeah. I mean, if, they yeah. were, if like, someone would come forward or say they, you know, they, they make a judgment call and then it uh, turns out that someone claims that uh, they made the wrong call and, you know, too, too quickly uh, went, you know, adopted a procedure similar to an abortion and then, uh, then they're in legal peril. So anyway. Five years in prison and lose your medical license. I mean, you know, it, it for for trying to help and you know these people who make these these laws, right? They couldn't stand to see an open heart surgery. They faint. Have you ever watched open heart surgery? Uh, no, no, I have not. And uh that's something I'd I'd want to watch. You know, I've, if, I've seen procedures. Honestly, honestly fun, Joe, but... if you really if you really want to like have have an understanding of where science and God and miracles meet. You know, I mean, we live in a time where you can look inside over the surgeon's shoulder uh, as he repairs a valve, and the, the miracle of, of of our lives and the fragility of our lives. And for these lawmakers to just say, "Nope, we're going to pass it. We don't care if if you die." But now you're now it's collateral damage. Now you're hurting Republican women. Good church-going women who want their families. Anyway, okay. I wanted to talk about an, another maniac Republican, uh, you know, uh, I grab bag of ideas coming from our former president who was in court yesterday in front of a three-judge panel hearing his case about he wants total immunity. The judges asked him if, you know, they gave his lawyer a scenario, and they said, look, so you're saying that the president should be able to Order SEAL Team 6 to go assassinate his political rival and the Democratic senators who happen to, you know, to be holding office. And then, oh, you, you can't convict me in the Senate, so you can't convict me criminally. Of course, they argued the opposite during the second impeachment. They said, no, you don't need to impeach him because he could still be criminally liable. You know, the thing is, prepare yourself, Trump voters. Prepare yourself, because no matter what you think, no matter how much you 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 know you believe his lies about about you know uh, uh, Biden won the election fair and square, and Trump is at the end of his legal rope with this stuff. Get this: Roger Stone is on tape before the election talking to a cop who was his bodyguard, his security guy. Got so worried about it because Roger Stone is like, "We need to kill Eric Swalwell," and uh, the guy from New. New York, uh, Gerald Nadler, before the, ele- the election to show these Democrats. Trump mm. is saying he's going to pardon all the J6 prisoners. They'll have their allegiance to their orange Fuhrer, Joe, okay. and they will be okay. his stormtroopers because they know whatever they okay. do in the future, he'll pardon them as well okay, if he ever John. gets in office again. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, kind of interesting seeing Nikki Haley making a, a, a run for it in New Hampshire. But all right, John, thanks for your call. Let's go to a bit before we take a break. Bill in uh, Whatcom County, north of Bellingham. Hi, Bill. Thank you, Joe. I, I, I can't name all of the uh, inaccurate statements made by the last gentleman. Okay. And I use that li- lightly, that term lightly. Um, okay. uh, I'll, I'll mention one thing. Um, all of the... Uh, Art that goes into uh, pre- repairing a heart, and he says, "Oh, all this is just fantastic." But by by contrast, imagine that the art that goes into uh, doing an abortion, where they stick a stick a prod in there and stir things up, and then okay. vacuum out the the child's brain and uh, collapse the skull so they can get it. Um, okay. Okay, I, 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 think, I think we get the uh, we get anyway, the gist of what okay, you're saying. Yeah. That, but 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 I was talk but I wanted to talk about the about the Walmart and okay. uh, what was going on uh, back there. The reason that that's going on is because the city is gutless. The city doesn't want to take on the responsibility of moving the homeless people to the Lake 
Padden Golf Course property and take on the responsibility of management. The management issue is the only thing that makes a homeless camp dangerous. If they can manage the people, if they can send people in to keep the people under control, you're not going to have problems. You're not going to have, I can't say you won't have all any problems, but you won't have nearly the problems that you have going on now on, public, on, on private property where the people are unregulated. And uh, just to give an example... Why the to golf people, course? I guess, you know, you've brought this up countless times. You, you are... You, every time I try to talk about it, you, you, uh, you, you try to stop me from talking about it. But the reason that what, why I wanted to use the golf course property is, one... The city won't. The city won't run the golf course themselves because it's. They want to call it a city park, and if they, if it's a park, they can't charge people for the use of that park. So they lease it out to uh, the uh, outfit in Seattle that that runs well, it, and they, they, they yeah, and they're able I, to I, collect eighty thousand or more a year. So that's money they put in their pockets, and then the people that go in to but, use the, the that uh, golf course have to pay a, a large amount. Okay, to use okay, the course. Oh, okay. But now, okay. if that now if they turned it into a homeless sanctuary, and you say I'm, manage it, but the city doesn't have people and and an agency to manage a, a large scale hundreds of people living in a situation like that. So you're okay, talking about I, a I whole new that. agency, a whole new. You're talking about hundreds of. Answer. There are hundreds of people that they would have to hire, or else they'd have to bring in an outside agency to come in and run this this city-run facility for. Uh, and I can and I can answer to that, Joe. Okay, real quick, go ahead. They have the parks department. All they have to do is take a few of the managers off of that, and they can and they can manage this thing and have a few of the people have a hire a few people to go around, and they can turn it into a RV park and have a nurse's station where they take drug tests so that the people are straight and sober if they're going to stay there and have a drug rehab facility at the back that that would have to be managed by the county but what i'm saying is it can be done and and it can be run at a profit instead of instead of uh having to uh sue the the property owners to collect to, to force them to uh to clean up their property for from what's left okay. of the, from after the homeless people d- rampage it. Okay, uh, okay, I'm okay. The city's irresponsible, Joe. All right, I, we're, I, let, we're letting them get away with it, and it's wrong. Okay, Bill. All right, we'll leave it at that. Quick break. Back with more. We uh, heard Juanita's name come up earlier. She's with Linden Human Life, and well, he, she's on the line. Also, Jack and Marty, and uh, we'll get to you, too, here on KGMI Connects in just a moment. Paid for by government.com. Did you hear? A recent stash of $10 Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s has been found. These gorgeous gold coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck in the late 1800s, and less than 50 of these gold coins are available. Coin experts are calling this gold find an incredible opportunity. Call 1-800-473-3993, and you are guaranteed a $10 Gold Liberty coin minted by the U.S in the 1800s, but with extremely limited availability, you must call now. These Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s are still in uncirculated condition. That is history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-473-3993. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $40 value, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-3993 now to secure your $10 Gold Liberty coins dated from the 1800s before they sell out. That's 1-800-473-3993. Sold to bidder 126. The January consignment equipment auction at Meridian Equipment in Laurel is now active online through the 13th of January. Visit MeridianEQ.com today to check out the extensive selection of current auction items and place your bid. Bids will be accepted through Saturday, January 13th. Meridian Equipment, selling and servicing new and used farm and light industrial equipment for over 70 years. Open weekdays from 8 to 4.30 and Saturdays from 8 to 11.30 on Guide Meridian in Laurel or online at MeridianEQ.com. Sure. There are many contractors who promise quality construction, but few with 45 years of experience that you can trust. Good news? There's Honkoop Gravel. They have professionals with experience in site prep, drainage systems, house foundations, and custom projects all under one roof. 
And with 45 years of service experience, they do it right the first time. Honkoop Gravel, the full-service civil contractors you can trust. Honkoop Gravel in Linden, or visit honkoop.com for information. All are invited to engage in a day of service, gratitude, and community. Monday, January 15th, in recognition of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. A local food drive happens now through the 15th with non-perishable food items collected in bins throughout Bellingham, including the Bagelry, Fringe Boutique, Bellingham City Hall, and Rag Finery. Non-perishables collected will be shared amongst food pantries located at Bellingham schools. A special MLK Day program, open to all ages, takes place Monday, January 15th at Seahome High School, starting with a free community breakfast at 10 a.m., followed by a short program celebrating Dr. King. Multiple youth and all-age opportunities to participate in service projects will be available at Seahome High School and throughout the community, too. This celebration of community caring is presented by education, city, and nonprofit institutions in Whatcom County. A complete project list with times and details can be found at www.edu backslash MLK. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We'll go right back to the phones, and Marty in Linden's been holding on. Hi, Marty. Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. What's on your mind? Well, this, we're talking about you know, the drug-addicted type people and stuff, and uh-huh. homelessness and stuff, and then a lot of times go together. The answers for these problems are not going to be just one type of answer. There's going to be multiple ways to curb this and turn it around. One of the things is that most of these drug-addicted uh, homeless people are breaking a law somewhere. They're, they're being vagrants in people's property or city property. They need to be arrested. They need to be prosecuted and put in jail. They're put in jail. They'll go through detox and into a, like a rehab thing because don't put them in rehab. They'll just escape from that anyway. We did, yeah, our, our government needs to do their job and not just turn away from it. Also, the, the former caller, too, who talked about, you know, a place where you, it can be managed by the city government, you know, and, uh, where they go with their RVs and live. Uh-huh. He's got a good point there. It costs money, but, hey, there's like two point some odd billion dollars in the state coffers that extra money, which is uh, a surplus. They should get some of that money. Now, you're never going to fix all of it with one way, but it's the solutions are somewhat simple. You just got to work at it. Okay. But I totally agree with you that there's, there's no one solution. I think the issue of homelessness and addiction for that matter is, is uh, there, there are as many uh, issues as there are people involved in it, you know, that, um, so, but I appreciate your thoughts, yeah. Marty. Well, and the drug dealers, too. You've got yeah. to prosecute them and put them away. They're breaking laws. and Do it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, ja- Joe. Yep. Appreciate your call. Yeah, Let's go to uh, Juanita in Linden. Hi, Juanita. Hi, Joe. How's it going? I'm doing well. Good to have you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I wanted to respond to John, uh-huh. um, who keeps bringing up the Texas Supreme Court ruling that said Kate Cox could not get an abortion in Texas and... Um, if you look online, that is because she did not qualify for the abortion because her life was not in danger. So that forced her to go out of state to get the abortion because Texas has uh, a, a bunch of laws restricting abortion. She was 20 weeks pregnant, and uh, that's, that's over five months. So um, if her life had been in danger, they, there would be no problem. Um, helping her, and it would have been a C-section because abortion at that point is not quick and simple. You have to go into the clinic. You have to be dilated. You have to wait um, at that point when you're over 20 weeks. It's a long process, and it's more dangerous to get the abortion than to have a C-section if your life was in danger. Okay. So it's it's a little, uh, what, you know. What about, but, I mean, is it a law that, that, says that a woman's life has to be in danger. I mean, she has to be in mortal danger before a procedure can be done. I mean, what about her overall health? What if her reproductive health is is threatened and mm-hmm. she's unable, well, you know, that, as she claimed in that case, that, that yes, you know, she, she wanted to have more kids, but that she was unlikely to be able to if, if this went forward. Yeah, uh, that that's not accurate either. Um this this law that says oh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, her her fertility. Um, 
is actually more damaged through an abortion because abortion is, well, if you've ever seen one, you would you would see that it's very risky to the uterus and to the future fertility. So um, that was just her ploy, and it, that's why she got denied. So um, it was a lot okay. of false information. All right. Okay, Juanita. Thanks. All right. Thanks for your call. I appreciate it. And Juanita's with uh, Linden Human Life up there. Uh, let's go to uh, Jack in Seattle. Hi, Jack. Hey, good day. Yeah, good to have you. You got so, uh, J- John brought up uh, open heart surgery. I uh-huh. used to work at Letterman Army Medical Center in the Presidio of San Francisco. Uh-huh. I was making about uh, $700 a month living in the most expensive real estate on the West Coast. And love and life at the base of the Golden Gate Bridge. But uh, open heart, open heart surgery. There's nothing more humbling than when you get the call. If you're the circulating nurse, uh, most of the time I was the scrub tech. But if you're the circulating nurse, is when the doctor says, "Okay, start the heart and lung machine." And that's when you effectively, by flipping a switch, you kill the patient so the heart would stop. So you could do the necessary repairs if you could to turn around and use the heart blood bypass machine is just uh, a fascinating tool. It's uh, plumbing and electrical all by itself, uh-huh. and uh, it, it keeps the oxygen, it keeps the oxygenated blood flowing through the the body. And uh, but but when you flip the switch to save the body, you're actually killing the person, and it's a it, you, you just feel like you're in a position that you shouldn't be in because you are literally playing God at that moment by flipping that switch, turning it off. And then later on, you give the surgeon basically a jumper cable on little spoons uh, north and south on the heart to start the heart to beat again and then wean the uh, patient off the heart by that machine. Uh, it's, uh, it was uh, one that was... Uh, a procedure that my dad went through twice in his life, and it was a procedure that my birth mother uh, developed with uh, Dr. Michael DeBakey at uh, Baylor Medical Center. Hmm. And uh, just it's uh, it's it awe inspiring. Uh, doesn't do it justice. Uh, nowadays, they try to do more microsurgery. So it's less invasive and uh, less traumatic. But when it comes to the big, uh, the big things like repairing the valves and uh, strengthening walls for aneurysms and that kind of stuff, they still have to go back and, and do the thing where you basically, to save the person's life, you kill them for about four hours. Wow. That uh, yeah. they, uh, I can uh, I, I can't imagine the the feeling of that. But uh, so. It, it's very humbling, and if you ever, I mean, you can you can be prideful, but when you wheel the patient out into the hallway and wait for them to expire because it didn't work the way that it was supposed to work, um, you go right back to humble real quick mm-hmm. um, because you think you know that when when it goes right, you think, oh my God, we are wonderful. We're saving lives and changing changing people's futures and when it goes bad you're just literally wheel them out to the hallway and wait for them to go yeah because the only thing that saved them at that point is a miracle yeah well jack appreciate it thanks for thanks for you guys have a great day the sense of that yeah you too let's go to michael and linden hey michael hi joe how are you today i'm doing well Uh, john just loves to spread democrat disinformation and democrat talking points um, I would invite well, and you John spread Republican to... truth, right? Absolutely. Okay. You know all right. Just want to make, show, make right? sure we're <laughs> we all we all have our roles to play here. Exactly. Today. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> I just want to say that John should watch a video called Silent Scream. Okay. He, he he's watched open heart surgery. Maybe he can watch a real abortion happening, and that's what Silent Scream will do for him. Okay. I'd like to remind callers that you know the. The baby is not the woman's body, and it's not the woman's choice. I know most mothers, honestly, would choose the life of their child over their own, you know, if they were right. 
you know, had that choice where there's two people on a train track and it's a mom and the daughter, here comes a train, well, they're going to save their daughter before they save themselves. But that's just most people. You know, that's not everybody, so I can't speak for everybody. But, uh, you know, as far as this abortion issue goes, there's a few things that John might want to get familiar with. There's uh, Gianna Jensen, where uh, she was born in the 30th week of pregnancy to a 17-year-old girl during a failed saline abortion. She was born at 2.5 pounds with cerebral palsy. And uh, she now is a pro-life advocate because, uh, you know, she's a survivor. There was 365 children that actually survived an abortion attempt that are alive today. Um, There's quite a few names that I could mention, um, but there's a lot of stories out there. So just like John likes to talk about some kind of a story where somebody might have lost their life while having a child, you know, that is the risk of childbirth. You know, the risk of having sex is a provides a risk of pregnancy. Everybody knows this. It's not like mysterious or something anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's 21 forms of available birth control that are approved by the Federal you know, Food and Drug Administration and are available always for free. That's what Planned Parenthood does. They provide free condoms. They provide free birth control. Jeff Rivera shots last five years. You know, I think 16-year-old girls should be forced to get a Jeff Rivera shot instead of a COVID vaccine so that we could eliminate maybe, a lot of these maybe unnecessary both at the same, Maybe both at the same time. But now you're talking about uh, government interve- and intervention, but I, I, I don't think that's totally am, crazy. And but, I, you know, again, you know, if you're going to do that for COVID to save lives, why can't you do that with abortions to save lives? Why okay. can we not inoculate 16-year-old girls but you for could five say, years okay, to but, make sure that they don't but, do that okay. if it's all about saving life, and I'd like John and yourself to answer the question. I'd love to hear it. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, I don't really have an issue with that. I think uh, if people are sexually active and they don't want to have children, then it just makes good sense that they um, have contraceptives uh, available to them. Of course, it seems odd that many uh, who are staunch uh, anti-abortion uh, folks that they are also anti, you know, anti-contraceptive. And I'm not saying that you are, but uh, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's one of those paradoxes, I guess, or if that's the right term. But uh, thanks, Michael. And uh, thanks to everybody who called. As John said earlier, a fantastic show today. <laughs> I think very interesting. And uh, we'll continue our discussion tomorrow, 4 o'clock, right here on KGMI. It's KGMI Connects. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday.